Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today's episode is inspired by a recent trip to Target. As you probably know by now, I like to talk a lot about Target. It's one of my favorite places, and it is my go-to place to escape. I like that feeling of being able to cross things off my list that I actually need, and yet also get some totally unnecessary items at the same time. And this recent trip was no exception. So the other day, I find myself once again wandering the aisles because I need to get my three-year-old a backpack and a folder for preschool. I also need some basic plain t-shirts for myself because everything I own now has stains on it at this point after the end of the summer. But I never just go in and buy the plain t-shirt that I actually need because I get distracted, which is something that Target is so good at doing for us. Instead of plain t-shirts, I'm now wandering towards the fun graphic tees and the patterned worktops, none of which I need today. But I do this literally all the time, and there's just something about the things that you want, those desirable, one-off, trendy items that you weren't planning on that's way more exciting than buying the basic things that you need. I think this is why shopping has become so popular. There's just something about that thrill of finding something you were never looking for in the first place. So in this instance, I'm at Target, and I get sucked in. I end up walking out of the store with the things that my kids need for school and one blue and green tie-dye t-shirt, which is the exact opposite of what I went in there for. I got caught up in the moment. I got caught up in that image that the store is trying to sell. That, in my head, if I wear this shirt, I'll be the cool mom at the Labor Day barbecue. So I buy it. And as soon as I get back in the car, I feel a little bit of shame. I'm okay spending money on things that my kids need, but I really struggle when it comes to buying things for myself. And I think I would rather buy the fun thing than buy the thing that I actually need. Thinking about this a little more, I realized that not only am I ignoring my needs here, which is a whole other issue, but now I'm beating myself up for it, like the classic perfectionist that I am. I got so caught up in the tie-dye shirt, caring so much about what other people would think of me when I wear it, that I actually convince myself that I don't need the boring plain t-shirts anymore. I can just make the tie-dye one work for now, right? And the thing is, I'm probably going to wear it so rarely. Again, like I know I can't be alone here in my thinking. So I want to break down what's going on here in hopes that we can have a little more awareness the next time we're in this situation like this. Let's first talk about the basic definition of want and need. To want is to have a desire to possess or do something, to wish for. To need is to require something because it is essential or very important rather than just desirable. The difference between the two can be very blurry when we're out there in the real world. But the way I think of it, it all comes down to what we as individuals deem as essential, which is very subjective and is always changing. And it's also lifestyle dependent. For some people, 
a weekly pedicure is essential because it's tending to their mental health as well as physical, and they just like to do it. For me, it's Justin's Maple Almond Butter, which costs $12 a jar. I eat it pretty much every day. If I don't have it for breakfast, it's like there's a part of me missing. Lifestyle creep comes into play a little bit here because eight years ago, I wasn't eating $12 almond butter every day, but I am today. But it's also the only thing that I'll eat for breakfast these days, so it's essential for me today in this very moment. Maybe next year it'll be something else and it won't be the case anymore. I did some Google searches on this topic, and there's so many articles out there on how needs are the basic things to survive. So a place to live, food staples, basic clothing. In the episode I did recently where I talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I talk about it being more than that. And I think that's what these articles are missing. So they're missing the emotional component to it. Sure, if we live very primitively, right, on like the very basics to survive, we'll probably save a lot of money. We will save a lot of money. That's just common sense. You know, say we only have a certain number of pairs of pants and shirts. But that's not fun. That's not exciting, right? If you're somebody who likes clothes and you like to dress up and you like to feel good when you leave the house every day, it's all about what matters to you. We all have social and emotional needs that have to be met. And if that means that you need to decompress with a weekly pedicure, then that's okay. Something else that's less important to you can be cut if money is an issue or there's a concern. I think the big thing here is to really determine what is essential and what is not essential for you, which no article written by somebody else can tell you. What we deem as essential tells us a lot about ourselves and who we are. And we're always changing. So this is a very dynamic concept. Who I was last year and what I considered essential last year is very different from what I consider essential today. Again, I wasn't always eating $12 almond butter. For me, another big thing is the need for connection and fitting in at a time in my life when I've never felt more lost and confused as to who I am and what I want. I think everyone has some inner need or needs that dictate the things we do and say and the way that we identify. I read that one way that you can think of the difference between a need and a want is is this. A want, when filled, will entertain you. A need, when filled, will sustain you. Substituting wants for needs will eventually drain you and your energy. So think of it like this. Your deepest needs can't be met at Target. And this is a theme that I've talked about before. But this was yet another aha moment for me. And I just find it so funny how much wisdom I get from Target. But I want to dig into this concept a little bit deeper. So here's a couple more thoughts that I had that I want to share around this topic. The first is we never buy what we think we're buying. We buy how things make us feel. I was a marketing major in college, and this is one of the big concepts I remember learning. Marketers don't sell us products. They sell us feelings. It's not the actual object that matters. It's the feeling behind having the object that we're craving. And I find this so fascinating. We're not buying the actual thing. We're buying the dreams, the emotions, all of that, that that comes with it. That's, That's all behind and underlying. I've talked about this before with the distressed cutout leggings that I put in my Instagram cart. And that was all because I imagined myself wearing them to the playground so that other moms would think that I'm fun and therefore want to be my friend. 
I'm buying that feeling of fitting in when I don't feel like I fit in at a time in my life when I feel like I don't belong, right? It's the same thing with the tie-dye shirt. I think if I'm wearing something trendy and not boring, like a plain basic t-shirt, then other people will think that I'm cool and I'll suddenly get that connection that I'm craving. The other thing that I really want to point out here is our purchases confirm our concept of ourselves. Again, this is another big marketing strategy. So we all have this idea of who we think we are or who we want to be. And we buy things that are consistent with that idea. So I like to picture myself as this very put together, strong, confident, working mom where nothing phases me. So naturally, the things I buy and the products I use are ones whose brands market to women who identify themselves similarly. I think what happens to me is that once I've found something that helps me form this idea of myself, I don't feel so alone. And I begin to recognize myself in this product or brand, whatever it is. This is when it shifts, I think, from being a a want to a need. I know this feels a little theoretical here, so let me give you a couple examples. Have you guys ever seen the Huggies commercial from a few years ago where the mom was holding the baby and her phone starts to ring and she turns it off with her foot while the baby is still sleeping? Very calm, very composed. Not only did I have a baby at that time, but the commercial perfectly illustrated the juggle that I was also managing. And not only that, but it showed a very composed mom just doing her thing, which is what I aspired to be during a really dark and confusing time for me. So after recognizing a little bit of myself in that commercial, Huggies brand diapers became a need for me and I felt like that calm mom when I bought them. Another example that may be even better is when I was going to work back to work after maternity leave with my youngest son, I convinced myself that I needed a professional hairdryer. This was because I pictured myself getting ready in the morning as fast as possible, yet still trying to look decent before I left the house, while also juggling a newborn and a two-year-old. In my head, I saw once again this put-together, chill mom who just runs effortlessly from one thing to the next. I had this very vivid image of her in my head, so naturally, the want of a fancy, more expensive, expensive hairdryer became a need because I had to have it if I was going to live up to this idea that I had of myself in my head. So in this instance, I convinced myself that the want is a need. We buy things we don't necessarily need because we think we need them. And that's okay. I think we just need to have the awareness of that and reassess our priorities. It all goes back to intention. For me, it took a lot of work to realize that maybe I don't need certain things to be that person that I want to be. Maybe it all comes down to how I want to feel. And what can I do today to try to feel like that composed, empowered, fearless mom that I aspire to be? That's on me to figure out. But my point is, it's the feeling behind the thing that we're all looking for. The more I think about it, maybe when I bought the tie-dye t-shirt, I was craving more fun, something different from the ordinary, because life lately has been all about my kids, and what's fun for them isn't exactly fun for me too. You can only go see the Paw Patrol movies so many times before you start to get a little bored with it, right? Maybe when those impulses come on, it would help to 
take some time to dig into what's really going on and work on meeting those specific needs instead of just, you know, instead of just shopping and buying something that we're probably going to regret later. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening. I, I hope you got something out of this episode. If you know someone who may be interested, please feel free to share. And if you have any questions or any thoughts on how I can make the show better for you, please let me know. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.